Okay, are you there? Uh, third time's the charm. Third, What's going on yes. here? Yes, yes. Uh, more technology commentary in a moment, but let's get the listener up to speed. This is Buddy's. <laughs> this is Buddy's owners, Arizona Schnoodlewalks, with our guest today, General Lee. Well, Welcome. you know, I'm glad to be here. I think <laughs> it's an ambushed. Uh, what do we call this? Uh, spontaneous podcast, almost yeah. spontaneous. Well, but you anyway. know. That- that doesn't that doesn't work well for me. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm I walk my dog regelmäßig, as they say in German, regularly. Right. right. And and isn't the German words aren't they so much fun? Like regelmäßig. Oh, regelmäßig. Yeah, they're um, uh, German uh, group on Friday evening, and uh, it's uh it's it's quite quite entertaining. But maybe mostly there was only one actual. Uh, Vosh echt Deutsche. Some of them were were various and sundry. Some guy, some uh, elderly gentleman from um, from Long Island who doesn't speak German but just thinks it's fun hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be fun hanging out. Well, and and uh, man, there's so many philosophical concepts just from saying the word regelmäßig, right? Regelmäßig. And, 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 the Ger- and the German words, I mean, I think they, there's, it's a homogeneous language to some extent. So that, and it's like, now it makes me think of emojis. I don't know about you, but I hate smiley face emojis. Cause like, I don't know what the hell, what are you trying to say? Well, you and you, and well then, a lot of times the emojis don't translate across operating systems. So when well, you, I, you have an iPhone and you send me an emoji on my Android, what I received may or may not look what like what you sent. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I'm like I'm like the anti emoji because I'm like, I really don't know what the fuck you're trying to say, dude. Well it's a <laughs> it, it's a it's an effort. Resistance is futile. Isn't that the line from I forget what what famous uh famous or infamous production that's from yeah yeah it's futile so uh yeah we you know we did this podcast once before and it seemed to work a little better technically like the technology seemed to work more seamlessly i think it was this this app was designed the only complaint i have about this is um i would prefer to do this through my computer it's just an easier setup for me and Okay. Okay. I can click on. Oh. I can click on the when you start this, this uh, when you start this app and and a new a new broadcast. I can click on it on my computer, but it wants me. It's like, uh, well, have you downloaded the app? It's, if I can do it through the computer, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. So. Well, maybe maybe this this app has been around for a couple of years, and they just got sold to Spotify. So oh, I, you know, there's some. There's some big, there's some big to do's going on around us. And we, you know, we just, we're just using the technology. And, and the reason I think I broke up there is I was originally by my house on Wi-Fi, Uh, And then when I walked and I walked away from the house, I switched over to 5G. And I think that's why we got disconnected. I got it. Let me see something. So, so I normally do these podcasts by myself and they seem to work fine when I walk the dog on 5G. But now we're adding the complexity of us of a another voice input, right? Okay. You know, I'm going to try something, a little experiment here. I'm going to try to log in on my computer and see how far I get. But while we're 
Okay. Okay. But you're talking okay. about German, uh, German words uh, and the, the homogeneousness of it. Um, it's to me, it's been unfortunate. There's there been uh, there's been a lot of Anglo anglicization, anglicizing of of German. They've adopted a lot of English words. Morning. And the and the challenge the challenge for me is if I go to look up a word and I want to translate it in, into German, it it just it just keeps the English word instead of what I may have known or have heard that the Germans had a word for. They've adopted a lot of that. But the other thing that to me is kind of unique to German is the German long word, where you know the combination of words. Where for a prime example is. You know, maybe maybe you ask your wife, can you drop by the post office and pick up a couple of uh, passport application forms? Yeah, yeah. Germans throw all that together and call it Sonntagsformular. <laughs> if you try to, well, if, you, I, if you see that in writing, I mean, it's perfectly legitimate, and every German knows what it is. But if you see it in writing and go to a to a Langenscheid or a Warwick dictionary and look up Reisepass Antagsformular, you're not going to find it. <laughs> so you've got, yeah. you got to break it down. It's, it's, uh, whether it's unique to German, I don't know, but I, it's, it's the only language I know that, that does that. Um, and for a long time, they're, they're really, the long German word was Donaldamschafatsgesellschaftskapitän, which is the Danube Steamship Navigation Company captain. It's all one strung out yeah, word with yeah. letters. Yeah, and I think there there might be some logic behind this, the way they form these things, because I don't know, I'm getting a feeling like Germans are just very short. Like, you know, like the general impression might be like, well, Germans don't say many words. And they, that's because I think they, they, for some reason, they must have some kind of idea that we, it's a noun. We're talking about a form. So all the shit that you talk about around it doesn't matter. At the end, at the bottom line is, you want your wife to get a form and fill it out. So we're just going to group it all together. It's one word, no bullshit. There it is. Get the form, fill it out. I think that's why I'm, I'm wondering if that's culturally why Germans are so like they're all about efficiency and stuff because their language kind of forces them into that kind of thinking. What do you think? <laughs> uh oh, did I lose you? My phone goes to sleep, and when it does, I lose this. So, oh, okay, okay. So, so if you, you know, of course, the the thing that adds complexity to this is that all all the German nouns uh, have are capitalized. They all have have you know, each noun has an article. It's either masculine, feminine, or neuter. So when you string all these nouns together, you say, well, which of these articles I can take masculine, feminine, and neuter nouns and string them together? Well, who wins the who wins the article argument? Yeah. Yeah. Out, it's, the last, it's the last noun in the grouping that that prevails with the, with its article. It's like well, then there's then then you get into the case language, right? They, they people talk about the case language, yeah. which is a Latin thing, and so dare becomes Dane or yeah. Dame depending on the situation well, and stuff. Not, not so, the, yeah, dative and genitive case, and and we have those in English that, too. We yeah. just don't spend a lot of time talking about them because the articles don't change in the case in English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, and I'm, uh, thanks for the, you know, this is, we haven't really gotten into the habit of podcasting, although we have a history 
of this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> um, and, and technically for good podcasting, like we, you have a sense for it, like, hey, we should only be on for 20 minutes of this kind of thing, right? right. Well, people have, people have taken the podcasting to a, howdy, to a huge level of like, well, this is how you do a good podcast, you know? There's like a formula for a good podcast, which I'm a rebel contrarian dude so i find all that stuff to be interesting probably valid but i don't give a crap we do our own thing here this is this is we do what we want right so in other words i'm not sitting at a computer anymore with a headset on with like an hd headset i'm walking my dog right so it's like real life real life podcasting so i really teeing up the program we should have like what are we going to cover today right <laughs> yeah, right Let's, you know, it's, it's late it's mid 20th century science fiction has come come full circle you know you are able to to connect reach out and touch someone literally any time day or night yeah yeah and i um let's we should talk about the Georgia football game versus Florida. I'm assuming you watched that, right? I watched parts of it. You know, just just parts? Just yeah. parts of it? Yeah, well, there were, I, I was, that, that was like the best game of the day yesterday, right? That wasn't, that wasn't the only game on TV yesterday. So. But, I mean, you know, I, I thought, well, this Georgia – I know I don't think you care for the Georgia Bulldogs much. I don't know. Who are you rooting for? Generally, generally not. <laughs> But what, how yeah. about the Gators, though? I find, they, I find, they... I find them all insufferable. <laughs> so you, was that kind of a game that, like, you didn't care who lost? Well, no, traditionally, I mean, it's, it's quite a tradition. Um, see, the that game, with a couple of exceptions, uh, has, in my lifetime, been played at the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, which is, uh, you know, not, neither neither school hosts the game, and they alternate home and away. Who, who gets to be the home team? Um, okay, and and it's um, it, it for years was dubbed the the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Um, okay, but uh, you know the PC crowd got in there and said that's not the message you want to send to our young people. So the people <laughs> who participate still call it that, but you won't hear them saying that on the television. They they've dispensed with that. I think it sends a bad message. I'm like. Okay, whatever, whatever. It's not going to keep people from bringing their, their Jack Daniels and Budweiser. I can assure you that. Um, so, so did they move it to the university stadium this time? Well, no, uh, it was still it was back there. But I, it seems like back in the, back in the nineteen eighties or nineties, they they started, they were trying to bring it back to a home and home and home series. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I think the fan base, particularly you know, those that participated, really um, raised raised a ruckus about it because of what you were seeing, particularly for the many of the Georgia fans, they would travel down to the coast of Georgia, many of them on Thursday, and yeah, and rent and rent a condo for the weekend. So they travel down. Okay. They take Friday off. They travel down Thursday. They got all day Friday. They go play a couple rounds of golf. You know, do do low country boils and grilled ribs and all this sort of stuff, and they get up Saturday morning. They're an hour and a half from Jacksonville. You know, if they're in, if they're on Jekyll Island or St. Simon's Island, 
Uh, they're 70 miles yeah. from Jacksonville. Hit 95, go to Jacksonville, go to the game, come back to the island, hopefully with you know a victory celebration, and uh, yeah, get, yeah. Get, up, get up Sunday and go back, go back to to their homes across the state. And by Wednesday, there's somewhat sense of normalcy, you know, in their life. <laughs> yeah. They, they show up hungover on Monday and Tuesday. They're recovering from Monday's hangover recovery. And, uh, okay. And, and that, you know, it'd been a tradition. People were doing, there were people that bought condominiums on those islands, just say that they would have them for that weekend. Yep. Uh, okay. So. Okay. And of course, you know, and, and, a, yeah. big economic, you know, the, the city of Jacksonville, obviously, uh, you know, you, you got 70,000 people that show up. Well, that's a pretty good economic boost because they're, they're bringing wads of money and yeah. And these, yeah. these condos, Amelia Island and Jekyll Island and St. Simon's Island. I mean, probably even some people go to Savannah and drive down to Jacksonville. It's a little longer ride, but, uh, so that start- game that I was watching, that game I was watching on TV yesterday was actually in Jacksonville, Jacksonville at the Gator Bowl. Yeah. And uh, I was there. Huh? Cause I, it looked to me a little bit from the TV that it was like a college stadium, uh, not like a, not like a Gator Bowl stadium. Cause uh, when you say Gator Bowl, is that actually like a New Year's Eve stadium? The, no. Gator, the Gator Bowl traditionally was a, was a, a New Year's a New Year's Eve, I believe, or the week right at the week before New. I don't think it was ever a New Year's Day game. There were, you know, there were four New Year's Day games originally. There was uh, the Cotton Bowl, uh, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Orange Bowl. Those were the four New Year's Day, the big ones, the big four. Uh, okay, college okay. games. Uh, the Gator Bowl okay. never was in there, but the Gator Bowl usually was the it was towards the end. It was a build up to that. Uh, it was either paid Would it off. Be a, like a was that like a December game, like after Christmas? Yeah, late December. Yeah, yeah, late late December. You know, people go and have Christmas, and then they can pack up and head off to Jacksonville to the Gator Bowl. And it was usually you know the December thirtieth or even even uh, New Year's Eve. You know they, uh, they would play, but but you know years uh, stadium. This is, uh, is a pretty big stadium. Yeah, I, I don't know. And and something in the back of my mind says that they they either tore down the old Gator Bowl and built a new one, or this this may be a more modern stadium than what was there. But it was for years and years, for decades. It was it was a uh, it was the Georgia Florida weekend was in Jacksonville at the Gator Bowl. But you know, Alabama and Auburn uh, did the same thing for years. They used to play in Birmingham instead of, instead of having a home and away okay. series. Tuscaloosa and Auburn, they would play in Birmingham, and that went on for years. But now they've they've switched back to to a home and away series, and that's been well. How was that Birmingham Stadium? Was it a bigger, I mean, I don't, nicer stadium? The Tuscaloosa, the, the stadium in Tuscaloosa holds, I think, ninety two thousand. So, um, and the University of Alabama has a they have a spring game, you know, usually April spring game, and they fill up that ninety two thousand seat stadium. For for just an intro, it's an intra squad scrimmage. Yeah. That's that's how. We're... Okay, well, all right. So, so we 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 touched on some college football. We can talk about that a little bit. I the listener may not be that interested in it, but what I want to point out is, you know, it's an interest to you, to the general. This is what this is one of the things you do on Saturday. I would imagine is watch college football, right? Is that that's meaningful to you, right? Hello. Dang. Now my phone goes to sleep, and when it goes to sleep, it <laughs> cuts off the yeah the uh, okay. Uh, I need to somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. Do I still, still hear, hear you, me, but, but, it, but it, it disables me? my microphone. Okay. Um, 
the uh, yeah, but I, I'll watch. Okay. I mean, last night BYU was playing. I don't even know Utah State or something. I don't know. I'll watch game. I, mean, I have no interest. You know, Hawaii's okay. playing Fresno State. I don't have any interest in either of those teams. But I'll watch them. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, so 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 to bring so to bring the listener in who's probably not an, an aficionado, aficionado, aficionado yeah. of the of the college game. There's there. I mean, there's a large following of college football, but. The, 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 the main emphasis of this podcast is not so much about any particular – we don't – right now we don't have a theme other than total sarcasm yeah, and bullshit. It's a prerequisite. I mean, <laughs> and, and to yeah. me, I kind of like that theme, you know, because we're, we can talk about anything. That's what we used to do. We realized we could talk about yeah, anything, but, right? But we're not going to – No, I don't think so either because people, way. they, they don't want to just – listen to a couple of old guys ramble about various and sundry things that <laughs> although it's it's an eclectic list of things uh, well I, see this is what i this is where i'm kind of going towards like the anti-podcast formula shit now we're swimming upstream here right i mean we're we're going against the grain right because everyone was going to say oh no you can't do that you can't just like jump from German language shit, well, you to can, college but... football, to to philosophy and shit. Because people, you know, you got to build a following. Well, you know, niche, you know, niche down. Either either talk about college football, or talk about German language, or talk about um, philosophy or religion. Yeah. But don't well, do you know, we're not monetized, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about that so much. Yeah, yeah, and. So I, I would love it if this is like the artistic podcast, which you know. It's or it's like the Forrest Gump podcast. It's like you never know what you're gonna get. It's right, like a box right. of chocolates, man. You good old Forrest. <laughs> this, you know, you can almost call it. I mean, the 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 box of chocolates <laughs> podcast. Well, that's you know, <laughs> you know, that's certainly an option. That is certainly an option. Um, and my one listener who's hugely into hugely into what online businesses i'm sorry you, you come out there and she, I, and she's I, hugely and into I what love her and she actually oh uh, okay she's okay. into marketing she loves online marketing that's her her, her thing and i love her for that and uh, she okay. might be the only listener we have and then she told me like she said she said michael don't say that because well, it's not anyone knows, no one knows her listening i have no idea who she is well, no, 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 but but she's like, she feels like, what am I doing right. wasting my time on this, right? Well, I would say, why do you waste your time on any fucking well, podcast? You know, that's, <laughs> see, that's part of the problem with podcasts is that, um, you know, you, you send me a link to a podcast, and I've got six other people send me a link to these podcasts, and they're all an hour and a half long. <laughs> you know, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you summarize this? I, yeah. Yeah. It's like the German. I, there's a tie in here. I just got this German guy that I know for 30 years almost now. Mm. Uh, he still lives in Berlin, which actually he lives in the former East Germany, which is All a right. lovely story in and of itself. And he, he, hate, he think he's been talking about America in decline since 1990 when I worked with him in Berlin. It's like, oh, America, you guys are okay. collapsing. It's the Roman Empire. You guys are just collapsing and all this shit. So now he looks for that. So it's clear anything. So he sent me a video 
this morning of like oh, Norm Chomsky. Oh, Noam, Noam Chomsky. Did he right? dead? Isn't he dead? Right? So, so Isn't I'm Noam like, Chomsky dead? What? He should be. Probably yeah. is. Probably is. Which makes the next, which makes my next uh, statement even more ironic. So he sent me a few videos the last couple of days and I'm like all about American decline and all this shit. And, and then t- this, this is, this goes back to the comment you made. I'm going to tie it into when, remember that woman who is dead as well, Maureen, who worked in Honeywell. She's dead? Oh, he mentioned the company. What the hell? So yeah, they worked in, she, she passed away from cancer, but remember how we, we were in this building and all we did was defense business. Like we were making was like 90% of what we did was defense contract. Shit. <laughs> And yet yeah. people working there are like hate the government and, they hate and the are military. liberals and are like, well, we, we should, we should, yeah, we shouldn't spend this much money on defense. And you're like, the, you're doing the logical conclusion is like, wait a minute. Do you realize your fucking job is because of defense? Yeah. Right. I can remember when I worked, I went to work there <laughs> so, back in the late 1980s, our primary contract was building uh, tank engines, and there were, there were people there who were who were yeah, moaning yeah, and groaning yeah. about the military, military expenditures. Well, you don't you don't seem to mind being the recipient of those expenditures. You know, <laughs> you know, ninety eight point five percent of what we do in this building is is <laughs> army tank contracts. So, wow. So it took me a while to, it took me a long time to understand this thing called yeah. cognitive yeah, sure. biases, right? So it's, it's a fascinating subject. And I just sent the German guy, look at this Wikipedia thing. There's a thing called cognitive bias. I first probably heard cognitive dissonance, which is a complex subject, but it turns out there's like 25 or 30 different cognitive biases yeah. and cognitive dissonance is just one of them. But um, let me let me let me get this punchline oh, yeah, yeah. on the Noam Chomsky thing, okay? So so I'm reading, I, I, I like okay, I'll watch this freaking video, and it's like the very first subtitle of an hour and twelve minutes, just like you're saying. I'm not going to watch an hour and twelve minutes of something. Well, if it's the only one, Noam Chomsky, I might watch it, but I get six but, of them I, every I, other day. I can't. <laughs> yeah, well, well, so check this out. Check this out. The very first subtitle that comes on the screen within 30 seconds was, oh, Noam Chomsky. Um, (laughs) Widely regarded as the most influential intellectual of our time. Probably (laughs) is regarded as that. (laughs) Well, I'm like, just stop right there. Just stop right there. I don't know who the, I mean, I've heard some vague references to Noam Chomsky, but to, to be, to be so audacious as to start out this thing with a statement that he's the most uh, widely regarded as the most influential intellectual of our time. That well, is so you know, he, loaded he with bullshit. He probably didn't okay? And what I mean by that is who, who's why, well, no, who's widely uh, regarding him that why do i care if those Wait, people regard him as that and does it matter how about how about a dead intellectual from 1700 couldn't they be no. just as influential 
Well, they usually one from 200 years ago. Arguably, <laughs> see, they say arguably. It's it's sort of like if if you get arrested, then the press has to say he allegedly did something. So that that, that keeps them from a libel suit because they didn't say you did it. They said you you allegedly did this. So so this gets into cognitive biases because. He starts the shit out. And you got to remember yeah. who sent it to me. It's this German guy who's been working for 30 years in the corporate um, he, he aircraft. Grew up in the former East Germany? Okay. So okay, he's a Western. No, he's a West German. And his sister's married to his sister, who he's kind of bitter about, has lived in the United States for 30 years because she married a U.S. Air Force pilot, course, that yeah. was, you know, hanging out in Germany, right? Married, married his sister and brought his sister to the promised fucking land. And he's bitter because he still lives in Germany. So he's trying to find reasons why Germany is so great and why America sucks, right? He's looking yeah. for it. He's looking for reasons why America sucks. So the first 30 seconds of the video, now now the great one, the great one, the most widely regarded intellectual of our time, starts out the very first sentence, income inequality. And I just like laugh my ass off. I'm like, dude, do you realize, just like that the defense business, he, there's a building with 2,000 employees in the former East Germany right now. Every day they come into work, they are working purely for the uber rich. Those engines are on 75 to $90 million corporate jets that nobody can buy except for the extreme wealthy. So that, that, that factory wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for income inequality. And that's where cognitive dissonance comes in. How could you possibly see that every day you go in and all you're doing is building engines for Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Well, see, they, they, that, that same crowd thinks that purchase price, particularly of what for lack of a better term, let's call them luxury items like automobiles. If, if I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you make $50,000 a year, then they think that I, if I pay, pay $40,000 for this automobile, you make half of what I do, so you should only have to pay $20,000. <laughs> How does that economic model work exactly? The hell with cost of goods sold or any of that shit. Let's let you out the window. <laughs> I well, I, I, I sent I sent him a note back. I'm asking his wife to read. I hope he gives these to his wife because I think his wife's probably more sane. Like she's probably more like, oh, I get what Michael's saying. Michael's saying that without income inequality, nobody would be able to buy a corporate right. jet for 90 million bucks. So all of our jobs here, our whole fucking life the last 30 years is dependent on um, the uber rich. And on top of it, where are 80 to 90% of those airplanes? They're in the fucking United States, pal. So you better hope as hell that America never goes in decline because nobody will be They'll buying the fucking corporate jet engines. And then, and then the, you know, the U.S. Congress with you know, Pelosi and her crowd, they want to impose super-duper luxury taxes on all that stuff. So what do these people do? They buy, they buy their luxury yachts in madagascar 
and the things never see the shore of the United States. So they fly their corporate jet over and get on the boat, you know, it's so that the company can't tax something that's never here. I mean, th- these people, yeah. they didn't get to be this way. Well, of course, now you and I, you and I are missing the boat because we know they all inherited that money. But the, that aside, people didn't get to be this way because they aren't <laughs> yeah. clever about how to work the system. Well, no, I love uh, Starbucks. The Starbucks story guy, the Howard Schultz. Uh, you know I don't know story? the specifics. So he he grew up poor in like the Bronx in New York, like a run, you know, a government funded building. I didn't know this about the guy. So the the guy that started Starbucks and has made it into this massive, unbelievable company, right? Because like in in America. Almost, there's so much stuff happening at Starbucks. People That's where the drums there. Night was at the Starbucks, a new Starbucks network. Yeah, so the guy that started that started out dirt poor. So, and that's an awesome story. And and so this gets into abundance mentality versus a fixed mindset. So a fixed mindset is that income equality is good. Like we should all. And and there's a there's a there's a danger there because every human being is valued but for some reason if you let if you let value be associated with your net worth or your your dollar value well then of course you're going to say well he's got a net worth of five million dollars i've got a net worth of a hundred thousand that doesn't mean he's like 50 times more valuable than you are you're still a human being it's just why are we basing human value on their fucking does he think uh, does he think the east german model of putting your name in a queue and waiting 15 years for a, for a plastic trabant is the way we should be doing things. Do you think that's a good idea? No, I, I don't know. Cause I don't think so. I think he loves the Western shit. He goes on holiday in Italy and shit with his friends. See this, this is like, he's like a yeah, huge he, he example. He doesn't mind being the beneficiary of, of, of capitalism, mind. but he hates capitalism. <laughs> 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 I mean, and it, what's funny is I, a deep dive on him, uh, General, is so funny. He he lives like 10 miles from West Berlin. Okay, so he's in the east. In a town called Rongsdorf, right? So you got so you got to imagine, you look it up on the map and you go like, this is a little village that has been there since like 1900. World War II right. came along and fucked everything up. And so now they're in East Germany. So now you got all these Germans who really didn't choose to be communists, right, but they had to adapt. So then they, they get, <laughs> so they become commies because the World War II. And then the wall comes down and here comes Jens, my friend Jens moves in from West Germany and he builds a fucking beautiful house right. amongst commies, right? And his, his neighbors have commie homes from like 1920 and those homes like have not been taken care of because it's commieville. They don't, what the fuck? They don't care about right. upkeep of their house, right? So, so he he's like the perfect example. If you could just like stand in front of his fucking house and look at it, and go, "Wow, this house was built in 1998. It's fucking beautiful." Oh, house two doors down. That was built in 1920. It was pretty good in 1920, but you had World War II commies, and now it looks like shit. Well, it's <laughs> there was a few years ago. Um. In Seattle, the the Shell Oil Company was pushing um, a a drilling platform out of the harbor, out offshore, 
and uh, there were probably a hundred kayakers in the bay protesting. <laughs> you know, the, the irony is lost on these people. You know, th- these are these are kayaks that m- many of which contain substantial amounts of petroleum product, and you're sitting in you're sitting in a petroleum-based okay. product. <laughs> a petroleum company that's just doing your bidding is all they're doing. You know, it, it was like this. Who was who was this? This Nor was it Norwegian or Swedish Finnish girl who spoke at the UN? I mean, how did she um, did she get to yeah, Washington yeah. on some corporate yeah. jet that uses eight hundred pounds of fuel an hour or something? You know, it's just I, yeah. Yeah, you took a sailboat across the big ocean to get here. Left last last October and showed up in time for the meeting. It's but the the challenge is (laughs) the cognitive bias sells with people that have 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 swallowed the bill of goods they've been sold. You know they're you know, and that's who they're talking to. They're not talking to people like you and me because they know we're called called bullshit on them. So yeah, so we're not we're not there. Yeah. Well, and they would they would just and, and they would say instead of us calling bullshit at them, they would say, oh, well, you're just a capitalist pig. And I mean, is, is this cognitive bias? Is it similar bias. to is it similar to uh, confirmation bias? Yeah. So confirmation bias is one of yeah. the cognitive biases. So so the framework is on Wikipedia. You type in cognitive biases and it takes you to a Wikipedia page. A different list and there's of like them. 30 different. And confirmation bias is one. One of my favorites now is attribution bias. I love attribution bias. So, yeah. So you can you can look at any news program now and see and go, oh, well, that's attribution bias. For example, everybody thinks Trump was like fucking trying to torpedo Biden's 2020 presidential election aspirations by, hey, could you look into Hunter Biden and see if he's like, you know, corrupt? Right. So so they want to attribute the worst to Trump. So they're going to say, oh, well, Trump is doing that because he's afraid of Biden in 2020 and he's trying to, you know, get dirt on his political opponent. But that's just an assumption. That's just an assumption. Right. Nobody really knows why he's doing it. They can't read his mind. So so now I look at every article and I filter it through. Oh, well, that's attribution bias. You don't really know it's why that, Trump said any of that shit. You don't, you know. <laughs> and I say I have my attribution bias is I'm going to attribute the best to Trump. I'm going to say, you know what? Trump's looking after the American interests. He doesn't like that. We're like a swamp. I mean, he wants to drain the swamp. And you know what? Draining the swamp in D.C. includes stopping corruption, whether it's in Ukraine or China, wherever the corruption is that an American is participating in, Hunter Biden is not representing the U.S. in the best way. He's like getting grabbed. He's not an, he's taking he's advantage not, of he's not an official representative. And anyway. that's just corrupt. Yeah. So, so I attribute right. to Trump the best motives. The best motives are let's clean up the corruption people. That's it. That's it. I attribute Trump best motives. Right. Other people are attributing the worst motives, right? Like he's trying to F with the election, but he's not. So all this impeachment debate and shit 
is all going to be, nobody's talking about it on TV, but it could be simplified to, okay, you're attributing the worst to Trump that he's messing with the election. You can't read his mind. So where's the evidence? And like, <laughs> oh, well, I got Adam Schiff. Yeah. Oh, I got evidence. Oh, look, I, <laughs> and he, even that Vindeman guy, the Vindeman guy or whatever that testified again, it's like Vindeman, you heard the conversation. You actually are in, in, imposing your own interpretation of the conversation. This is well known, right? People can see the so, same thing and come to different conclusions. So Vindman's, Vindman's come to the conclusion that, oh, Trump's trying to mess with the election. How, There's no really evidence of that. But it's in, it's in, it's in Vindman's head. In this, it's in in this his whole, head, not Trump's head. Um, this whole collection of lily pads, this is stealing from uh, Big Bang Theory, but where, where sitteth the toad of truth on all these lily pads of this attribution bias and this one and this one? Where do we find truth and how do we find it? Or does it even exist? Well, I, I don't think it's because it's everybody makes up their mind. That's why 60-some million voted for Trump and 60-some million voted for Hillary. There's no right. I mean, that, that's un, un, that's why I say, like, do you, when they slam Trump and, and say he's so evil, you basically have to say that. You know, and I don't think, his, I don't think his whole motive for voting for him would be to bring down his uh, main political opponent. I, I mean, that, that just seems too obvious, but it, it certainly is a benefit of the process. <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, how Trump, his general personality is that he's like super confident. And he, he just feels like yeah. he's right about every fucking thing, right? He's like, he's the most, he's the most amazing, bold-ass dude ever. He just, like, refuses to admit any error. Yeah, and that causes a, no, that causes a problem mistake, with his hammer, right? too. You know? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wish he would grab hold or somebody would of his attribution bias. Because nobody can read his mind. This, it's impossible, right? Why? It, what's his motivation? You know, is it real? I mean, and, and, and because there's a questionable decision about whether his motives were pure to like eliminate corruption or was it to mess with the election, we just don't know. And in fact, a crime is not committed unless you have some kind of evidence or a dead body, right? So theoretically, you'd have to wait till after the election that Biden would have to run against Trump lose and then you could say oh well trump well and we did the election we've we've we have well, seen the, and heard video audio proof of biden bragging about how he went to the ukrainians and said well we're not we the u.s government is not going to send you this money we promised you unless you fire this attorney and he's bragging about this yep we we pulled we pulled a new york city mob job on that guy yeah <laughs> So, so the people, so the people that listen to that, that don't like Trump, and love Biden for some reason, they're using one of the thirty cognitive biases. It's like they ignore. Well, they, they, they ignore. Have to ignore well, and, and of course, Biden. see the part of the part what. of the issue is when when Biden was vice president, the uh, the wilting fourth estate in this country were already and had been for some time political activists who supported him and his administration. They're not about to raise that flag and say, well, you know, this causes us a little concern. You know, if, 
And then the first the first couple of weeks that that argument was put out there, people said, oh, well, Biden was clear to that shit two years ago. Yeah. That, that 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 was he's clear yeah. to that. I'm like, oh, really? He is. Well, I, I don't if see you know, if if Colin Powell or Condoleezza Rice had done the exact same thing under under George Bush, oh, we'd still be we'd still be hearing about it. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So so this is politics, and this is the podcast. I just I'll go back to the German guy for a second and just get a German word. Nightish, nightish, nightish. It's like this is what Jens is sort of doing, my friend. He's kind of like. They, he goes every day and he's like building engines for the uber rich but then he's jealous of the uber rich he's like uh what's what's so special about jeff bezos or elon musk uh, i'm just as good as they are and he is right he right. is just as good he's a human being right so but instead he's like feeling like he should have billions of dollars because somebody else has it and so he's still chasing yeah yeah so he, he's He's chasing that, he, but he's cognitively biased like do it. He doesn't realize he's doing it. So he doesn't like it if I point it out to him. Like nobody likes to have somebody else point out your right. cognitive biases or whatever, right? <laughs> and people that hate me are going to say like, well, Michael, you have cognitive biases. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. I mean, you're pro- you're hard. right, I do. Well, there's, okay. there's, another, there's another word <laughs> for, uh, for nightish that that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, it's it's called eifersüchtig. Uh, oh, neidisch and eifersüchtig. Oh, I don't know if you've. I just adopted in the yeah. last six months to the Apple Music, and I don't know if you have a music service. But remember how we used to buy albums? Yeah, I bought a lot of CDs from the from the Musical Heritage Society for years. It was a subscription group, and they would send you every month. There was a a selection that you got as part of your membership, but uh, you could send it back or log in and just refuse it. But I I I I built a pretty good collection of things uh, by being a member of that. So I resisted this whole new world of. Sorry. You know, uh, subscription music, subscription. So, so now I'm a, I'm a big believer in it. So I right. pay like ten bucks a month, and I can get just about any album yeah, I want. So you mentioned Eifersüchtig, right? Eifersüchtig, right? So was, I was so glad you brought that up. There's a great German singer named Max Rob. I think we've talked about him before, but he's got the okay. Palast Orchestra in Berlin, and he sings okay. in the cabaret style. So if you had a if you had a subscription to music like Apple Music or Spotify or something, you could just go, oh, I'm going to listen to that. And it wouldn't cost you anything other than your monthly thing. But you can you have access to like all this music. So even if classical music, there's probably in other words, it was a mind shift change for me that I don't know if you've gone through that mind shift yet. But if you if you pay 10 bucks a month, you get every anything. Right. And music wise it's awesome so if you're doing like all of a sudden you get your your choral group says we're going to do box 12th symphony or whatever number would blah 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 that you do not have a copy of right let's say you don't have a copy of it you just push some buttons on your phone all right. and you download it for free you know essentially for free you're not spending 10 bucks for a cd or something 
And mm-hmm. uh, anyways, I eat for Zeus to get mensch. So I'm listening to Mox Rob, really fun guy to listen to, mm-hmm. especially German, like since you love German. He, he enunciates mm-hmm. all the words very well. So when he when he's singing, you can hear like really good German pronunciation. And okay. his music is just kind of fun. He he just he sings about like Fahrrad, one of my Fahrrad. favorites is Farad Farn. And I, it's just Farad Farn. Well, there's also there's a YouTube channel called Easy German that's <laughs> oh, uh, it, that's worth listening to. They they have little short six to ten minute videos that if you if you're trying oh, to learn. Well, I, well, I'm trying to tie it. Yeah, I'm trying to tie music into it because I know you like music and singing. So he's got like, yeah, we, he's I, sing, I'm Liebsten, we probably don't need to do this. <laughs> people, will, hey, that's one way we could monetize. People will send you money not but, to sing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I sing. Yeah. My favorite time to yeah. sing is when the moon. Yeah, is so out. like a dog. Isn't that great. And he, so anyway, so so bringing it back to Eifer Zuchdig, he's got a song called. Ich bin ein eifersüchtiger Mensch. Eifersüchtiger Mensch. Which help the audience out. I'm a what jealous man. I'm a jealous person. Yeah. There you go. There envious, you go. envious or jealous. Eifersüchtig. He's got a really sweet. Uh, and then he's got a really fun song for the ladies, for the women. He's got a song that says, um, Du bist zu viel schön. Oh, you're too beautiful for just one one man alone. Well, there you go. (laughs) So I'm assuming he's moving in on some other guy's woman and said, you're too pretty for him to have you all by himself. You need to share something. (laughs) Yeah, let me know how that works out for you. (laughs) Yeah, but he... Oh, my God. Who's this guy again? What's his name? Max, Max Rob, R A A B E. Max Rob, and the Palast Orchestra. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you can look up Eifer Zutiga Mensch and you can listen to his song and go like, he's just kind of crazy, but he sings in that 30s style, 1930s cabaret. So he so was a West German. He was born in Lune in, in North Rhine-Westfalen. The Palast Orchestra. <laughs> And he's like, he stands there. He's got a brand. His brand is 1930s tuxedo. So he stands at a big microphone, like the 1930s. And he just sings. And it's like, that's his brand, which doesn't fit in 2019, theoretically. Right? It doesn't fit. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here, Doctor Wu. But uh, we're hey, we're 47 minutes into this, so um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna end up. I'm, I'm always good. Up it's been a pleasure, though. Any closing? You, you want to wrap? Uh, on no, this one? I you just wrap uh, just vote you early and often. Um, is all I can say. They're they're elections <laughs> Tuesday. We're, we I will cover this briefly. We. We, we have a mayoral election here in my little town where I live. And there are people, this, this shows you the state of mind of thinking. There are people who don't live within the city limits who are upset because they don't get a voice in who the mayor is. Right. And I said, well, 
you know, they're, they're, and I, I did some research on this. There are like three or four states that have exceptions where they allow people who don't live within a political jurisdiction to vote in those elections. And one of them, I want to say is it's either in Arizona or New Mexico. And, and the exception is let's, let's say you, you know, you don't live, you know, you don't live in, in Tucson, but you own rental property in Tucson. So you, so you, you are economically affected okay. by decisions that the local utility boards make in Tucson. So as a property owner within Tucson, okay. Okay. even though you're not a resident there, you would be allowed to vote in the elections for membership on those boards who represent you as a property owner. But you can't vote for the mayor because you don't live there. But it, it just yeah. astounds me that there are people. That's how much lack of understanding. I said, well, you know, I don't. I don't live in Canada. Do you think I should be able to vote in their presidential election? I mean, what, what? And there, listen, there's a move. There's a move in this country to allow resident foreigners to vote in elections because the you know the the, the word is well they're affected by who gets elected. You know, I'm sorry if they want to have a say so, they need to become citizens and be full bona fide participants in the system, not just part time participants in it. So. So anyway, that's that's the latest. That's what right, I'll finish with. Right. Just ponder that. But Tuesday, Tuesday is there are a lot of municipal. We have you know, uh, city councilmen and mayor and uh, utility board members and all that sort of thing. The people that live across the line, which I can see from my back porch, uh, they're upset that they can't vote for people that represent me. Yeah. <laughs> said, well, you know, you need to either get your property annexed yeah. or move. <laughs> so. Well, that's awesome. I I really yeah. appreciate having you on as a guest to the to the highly listened to buddies owner Arizona Schnoodle Walks, my community. Yeah, well, that grows. Is there any is there an easy way to publish things? Like if I have a friend that, that he he asks, I have a friend who asked me, he said, "Have you done any more 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 podcasts?" And is there a way is there a way to capture the link and send it to him? Well, yeah. I'll I'll send you the link that I, I okay. can publish it. I just push a button when we're done, and give it a title. So help me title this podcast. Uh, what do you want to title this, baby? What should we? I don't know. Title? Sunday Ramblings. <laughs> okay, I'll come up. I'll come up with some. Okay. I'll title it, and then I'll send you the link. All right. And then you can Sounds forward good. the link to anybody. But if you if you you can find it on iTunes, and just okay. search under Buddy's right. owner. Arizona schnoodle walks and then it I don't, I don't have iTunes paid so order, right? So then you Oh, okay. Well Spotify too, or whatever okay. you if you have anything. Stitcher. It, it's 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 amazing now. Right. Remember how we did the Google Hangouts, which basically was one right. location. You could only find it on YouTube. Now, now this thing gotcha. sends it out to like ten different podcasting sites. And it's just for free. Well I I uh <laughs> I will wait for that with bated breath. Okay. Awesome. And uh, shout out to the listeners. If I do a spontaneous invite and I ask you to be my guest. Well, yeah. It's just the, the problem is spontaneity well. in, in participating is it doesn't work well for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Probably Obviously it's a good time many. for you, but uh, you know, I, I just can't. In the, yeah. I can't or am not going to drop what I'm doing uh, to, to 
to be your most honored guest. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. you, you betcha. Okay. Well, right. it was a pleasure. It was very nice. You too. We'll, we'll, uh, you have we'll a catch wonderful up. week. See you. Okay.